Welcome to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast. In our podcast, we provide support for school leadership and the workplace with a proven approach for implementing social and emotional learning. As it's well known in our schools today and emotional intelligence in the modern workplace with a proven strategy to increase well-being, achievement, and results backed by the most current neuroscience research. I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and former educator who, like you, knows firsthand about stress in today's schools and corporations, along with the effects that this stress has on our well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. In this podcast, we will provide you with the tools, resources, and ideas to implement proven strategies backed by the most current neuroscience research to help you to achieve the long-term gains of implementing these success strategies in your daily life. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit AchieveIt360.com. AchieveIt360.com. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets SEL podcast, episode number 26. This episode focuses on understanding the three main parts of your brain. And I had to write this lesson and record this prior to the next podcast tomorrow with Dr. Frederica Fabritis, as many of the questions that I'm going to ask her will rely on the understanding of these three parts of the brain. So I thought it was important to record this first. Let's take a closer look at the human brain so that the insights that Dr. Fabritas will share tomorrow will have more of an impact. The human brain is the most complex organ in the body. Parts of the brain communicate with each other and enable us to enjoy food, communicate, and feel emotions. The brain shapes our entire world and all of our experiences. Understanding how to harness the power that exists within your own body is the key to unlocking the code that controls your results and future. What this future looks like is up to you. Once you have an understanding of how your brain works and you have some strategies to overcome the pitfalls associated with the three main parts of your brain, you can set yourself up for a razor's edge advantage over someone else who might not be paying attention to the largest and most complex organ in the human body. To be honest, I was not paying attention to this part of the body until just a few years ago. No one had ever asked me what I was doing for my brain health. Not until I started researching in the area of neuroscience did I know these strategies even existed. So don't worry if this is new to you. We all start at this place. There are three parts of the brain that I think everyone should understand, whether you're five years old or 55 years old. We can all understand the basics of how our brain operates for improved results. First, understanding the reptilian brain, the ancient instinctual brain, also known as the hindbrain. So the brainstem, imagine this part at the top of your spine on the back of your neck. It's the oldest part of your brain and is often referred to as the reptilian brain. This is where vital body functions such as heartbeat, respiration, body temperature, and digestion are all monitored and controlled. The brainstem also holds the reticular activating system, which is responsible for the brain's alertness, regardless of whether we're asleep or awake. This part of the brain functions to keep us alive and safe 
and works closely with the entire body as well as the limbic system to create our emotional state of mind. The brainstem does not work alone. It is linked to the limbic system above it in the middle of the brain to assist, for example, in creating both our fighting states when we feel anger and our fleeing states when we feel fear. This ancient instinctual brain controls our sensory motor functions, so how our body runs, our survival instincts of fight, flight, freeze, and faint. When we understand that we can't help the fact that when we feel fear with something, consciously or unconsciously, our reptilian brain reacts with the urge to fight, flight, or freeze. So fight is when we react instead of respond to a situation, those times when we let our emotions take control. Flight is when we run away. And freeze is when we stay frozen and don't even try. To overcome the pitfalls of the reptilian brain, we just need to learn strategies for overcoming our fears that are natural and instinctual coming from the part of our brain that was designed to keep us alive. Those who are longtime meditators speak of the ability to take the time to respond to a situation rather than reacting to it. But if you're looking for a quick fix, try these simple strategies. Try this framework using the word stop. S means stop whatever you're doing. T, take a breath, deep belly breaths to bring more oxygen to your brain. O is for observe and think, how am I feeling right now in the moment? Can you name the emotion that you're feeling? When you can name the emotion, science has proven that soothing neurotransmitters are released to calm you down. And then P is proceed with whatever you're doing with a new awareness. Our next guest, Dr. Frederica Fabritas, talks about this strategy in her book, The Leading Brain, The Neuroscience Hacks to Work Smarter, Better, Happier. She also dives into the importance of adding a sense of fun and fear to your work, since fun will add the neurotransmitter dopamine that will help you to retain information better and boost your performance, while just the right amount of fear when you try new things and push your boundaries will release noradrenaline, a positive hormone that's released when you have a challenge. Adding fun and fear will prevent boredom and drive you towards focus, where the brain will release acetylcholine during this time of focused attention to help us to achieve flow or these high levels of peak performance that we all seek. Understanding the second part of the brain, the limbic system. Above the brainstem, where we just were with the reptilian brain, and below the cerebellum in the midbrain, imagine this part of the brain in the middle, is a collection of structures about the size of a lemon, referred to as the limbic system, and sometimes called the mammalian brain or the midbrain. Most of the structures in the limbic system are duplicated in each hemisphere. This area is responsible for regulating internal chemical order. The limbic brain or the emotional brain controls our feelings and emotions, our motivations, the brain's reward circuit, memory, and our immune system. This part of the brain responds really well with motivation and rewards, and since it's the seat of our emotions, this part of the brain will take over all other parts of the brain because our emotional limbic system always wins. In this part of the brain, we have a reward and a threat system. Most of us work well when we can see the reward for what we're working on. Our brain will release dopamine as we check off our to-do list items and make progress towards our goals. 
When we're working in a reward state, we'll be happy, in a good mood, high performing, and achieving our goals. This state is where we should all aim to spend our work time as we'll be the most productive. But when we're in a threat system, our brain will release cortisol and our prefrontal cortex, where we make all our decisions and thinking, will shut down, making us unable to work as we go into the fight-flight-free state. Some people do work well with an element of threat to motivate them, like when you have a deadline for something you're working on, but too much threat can cause too much stress and lead to eventual burnout. To overcome the pitfalls of the emotional limbic system, try these steps. Number one, find ways to make the work you do fun so that dopamine, the neurotransmitter that helps us to feel pleasure and satisfaction, will be released and it will help you to see the rewards and motivate you to move towards them. Number two, laugh more because dopamine, this pleasure and satisfaction chemical, is released with laughter. Always keep that funny person on your team who makes everyone laugh. They will help boost the dopamine of your entire team, making everyone motivated towards their goals. Number three, find ways to keep things new since the brain loves novelty. Remember, we don't pay attention to boring things. And number four, always push your boundaries and challenge yourself to prevent boredom. The brain will release the positive neurotransmitter noradrenaline that will increase alertness and energy. There's some other important parts of the limbic system that I think are important to know about. The thalamus is the first part of the brain to receive sensory information except for smell coming from the outside world. The hippocampus plays a crucial role in converting short-term memory to long-term memory. The amygdala plays an important role with emotions, especially fear. The anterior cingulate connects attention, emotion, social function, and pain perception. And the basal ganglia is important in the brain connected to the cortex, thalamus, and brainstem, and is connected to procedural learning, habit learning, cognition, and emotion. Stay tuned for the next episode because we will talk about the basal ganglia and how this part is associated with habitual learning. Finally, understanding the third part of the brain, the neocortex, the decision-making brain, also called our forebrain, where our prefrontal cortex lives. The neocortex is the outer bark of the brain that consists of folded gray matter that resembles a walnut. Imagine this part of the brain as being folded over the midbrain and connecting all other parts of the brain together. It's divided into areas that control specific functions that ultimately are about making maps of various things from perceptions of the outside world to ideas about the brain and well-being. The genius decision-making part of the brain is the newest part of the brain. So think of it this way, the brain develops from back to front, so the oldest part is the brain stem, and as you go up to the front of your forehead, let's say, where the prefrontal cortex is, it's the newest part. This area tells us we've got to be logical and reasonable with everyone. It's the part of our brain that controls our thinking and reflecting, our perceiving and remembering, reasoning and planning, language development, multiple intelligences, and our awareness and self-awareness. So this is the part of our brain that determines the level of success we'll see in our careers. It's also the part of our brain that reacts when we're tired or when someone pushes our buttons, we can lose control of the decision-making brain and do or say things that are not in our normal character. 
It's reassuring to know that why we lose control and how we can repair our relationships with those around us when this occurs just by addressing it, stepping back and take some time before coming back to regain composure. So we all have these experiences that happen to us and awareness is the key. To overcome the pitfalls of the decision-making brain, we can, number one, get plenty of sleep and exercise so that we keep our prefrontal cortex operating at its best. Number two, remember that when we drink alcohol, it will interfere with our decision-making brain and too much alcohol leads to poor judgment and can even impair your memory. Number three, you can take brain supplements to help you to achieve more focus and alertness. I follow Dr. Daniel Amen's work and have learned what my brain type is so that I can be sure to be taking the right supplements that match my brain type and follow the best nutritional plan for brain health. When we find strategies to keep our brain working at its best, it will perform at its best. I hope these strategies and an understanding of the three parts of your brain will help you to achieve higher levels of achievement. I'm so excited to ask the questions of Dr. Frederica Fabritas tomorrow morning and we'll dive deeper into the neuroscience of leadership and high performance. See you on the next episode. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.